welcome to this week's Devil Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. Paul, Happy New Year. Hope you've had a good one. Talk us through it. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year, guys. It's been been good. I had a bit of time off, off work for, for Christmas and whatever, for the first time in 18 years. So it was, it was nice to see the kids and... Uh, have Boxing Day off and things like that, and yeah, it's good. Enjoying my job and that job's going well, and yeah, doing doing good really, mate. Not not been up to much really, just just chilling out and waiting for the rugby season to start. Really walking my dog and that got a dog didn't last year, so he he takes a bit of uh, looking after his but um, but no other than that, I'm enjoying my family time and that, mate. And uh, no, I had a good New Year and a good Christmas. Cool. We've also got Paul Parkin. Happy New Year, Parkin. Uh, did you have a good one? Happy New Year, gentlemen. Uh, yes, yeah, the great sort of festive period, really, a, a really good one this year. I think after the year before, you know, we're all in lockdown, weren't we? We didn't see anyone. It was it was nice. We got to see all the family. And uh, yeah, it was, it was actually pr- probably one of the best ones I've had in a long time, to be honest. And no alcohol. So oh. I, I don't, you know, I don't know why. Maybe it was the fact that I can remember it all. Yeah, um, that's that's got me through it. But yeah, no, it was great. It was really good, and uh, I got spoiled. And uh, I, I can't complain. Like Paul said, it's you know, the, the season's upon us now. It's just, it's just all falling into place. Yeah, just want to wish our listeners a happy new year as well, uh, and just say big thanks for all last year listening, tuning in. We all we had nearly a hundred thousand downloads slash streams, uh, Paul <clears> last year, which was immense. Really, I can't thank them enough uh, for for tuning in, listening to us. No, it's uh, wow, it's quite mind blowing that really when you think about that. So yeah, like you say, it's great that people listen and take part and things like that. And I think you put like a, a map on, didn't you, the other week, yeah. saying like where people <laughs> were listening from. And I showed it Ellen, and I was saying to him, "Have you seen this? It's like it's a mad, really, isn't it? where where people tune in from." So uh, so yeah, it's all good, all good. Yeah. So there's loads to go to go on. Uh, this week we have a look at all the big news and then we're going to preview the match against uh, Swinton on Saturday so what we'll do we'll start off with all the, the news what's going on last couple of weeks so we'll start with uh, the big news this week Elijah Taylor is uh, Mary Bronco's new head coach Parker he'll bring a lot of experience to the role very much so. Uh, we we didn't get to see the, uh, the best or enough of Elijah last year. He's a, a really clever player. So as a coach, I can see him. Obviously, been installed as as skipper, hasn't he? I think of, of the actual first team. So doing this uh, this little bit of extra work on the side, I, I think he'll do an excellent job and a little bit more prestige to to Berry as well. To have somebody like him, you know, a Kiwi international attached to the club. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great to see that, they're in, that the lads are involved in the community again. It used to happen probably, you know, 20, 30 years ago, a lot more than than, than recent times. Um, but no, obviously, last year we mentioned it a few times, the players going around to various clubs or being associated with them clubs. Uh, and now Elijah being at Berry, that's, that's fantastic. I, I could see, I think for me, when you look at certain players... And you can see what kind of future they've got. And I think for me, Elijah Taylor will probably go into coaching. He seems to have that presence and that he's obviously got knowledge of the game. Um, and hopefully he can pass it on to, to, to the Broncos and uh, and get more people down there, you know, training and, and seeing the methods and that kind of thing. And, and hopefully a few more of our players can go on that way. I know a lot of them, are, the, the lads from, you know, Wigan or Leo, wherever, have probably got attachments to their own clubs. But certainly our overseas players and those that will be here maybe a little bit long term, um, you know, getting down to, to some of the other clubs. But it's uh, it's good and it's good for Elijah to keep him in the, you know, keep him active because I'm sure it must be a struggle for a lot of these overseas guys coming over here, and especially in COVID times where you can't do an awful lot a lot of the time or you're afraid to, especially as a, you know, a pro player. You don't want to pick up anything. Um, so now he's out, you know, he's out and about and he's, uh, he'll keep it, certainly in the winter, it'll... Uh, It'll harden him up. Uh, he'll get used to that. But uh, no, brilliant, great for all parties. And uh, you know, it's good to see that the, the club captain is involved with with local community. Yeah, community is everything in this club. Uh, Paul and, and and signs like this uh, shows that we're going in a really good direction on that front. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's good to see Berry Broncos doing well. I mean, when you think about Berry, it's a sort of eastern side of, of Lancashire, isn't it, really? There's not a, a great deal of rugby league that happens in that area. Quite an untapped sort of place, really. And if Salford can get good links with Berry, which they have done over the last sort of decade or so, I think now, haven't they? Uh, it's good to see. And someone like Elijah Taylor going over there, that, that's, that's a real coup for them, really. And uh, like Parky said, I've spoken to, to him a couple of times and um, he's a very, very sort of um, honourable sort of character, really, Elijah Taylor. Very um, very well-spoken, knows knows about the game and, and, and a nice guy as well. And like like we say, we just want to keep him fit this season. Now, he had problems last year, didn't he? We, we, I think he had COVID, lost a load of weight and stuff like that. So if we can see the best of him, he's going to be a real top-match player for us. Well, but delighted for him to, to move to Berry Broncos and, and help out there. And let's hope it just forges that that, that bond with us and, and Berry and, uh, and we can see some more players coming through there because I think he'll be, uh, be a real asset to them. Yeah, and obviously we'll be covering all our amateur clubs uh, through the season. Paul, you know, there's some great clubs in the area uh, that produce some great talent and we'll be t- talking all about that uh, this this year. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting back doing the amateur reports and that. I've been keeping a close eye on the Challenge Cup. I know that's been kicking off, hasn't it? Um, or in the next week or two, the, the first two rounds have been drawn for that. So uh, hopefully I'll have a bit of news for you on that coming uh, next weekend. So yeah, looking forward to doing it and covering all the teams again. It should be good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, other news, uh, Parker, obviously with Christmas <laughs> gone, uh, you know, people have money burning in their pockets because Santa brought them off a lot of money. If if you want to spend a bit of that money and you buy some gear online uh, from VX3, um, over if you spend over fifty pound, Parker, you get a free bobby hat, which will be uh, which will keep your head warm in the uh, cold <laughs> January February nights. Yeah, it's, you know them hats as well. They're, they're really smart. I, I know a lot of people have already bought them. Uh, just just going slightly off topic there. And I, I thought at Christmas, I thought somebody within the family or, or whatever will definitely get me one of them hats. <laughs> and nobody did. No. Um, but uh, it's my birthday next week. So anyone who's listening or watching right now, feel free to uh, to pick me one up. Um, no, yeah, get, get on that. Some, some of the gear they've, uh, they've, they've brought out is, is, is superb. The range already, you know, and hopefully they can expand that once we get into the season and start selling more. They've got some really, really good stuff on there. Them bucket hats are, are good, and they, they'll look, you know, they'll look smart. Hopefully, if we get a summer, they've got vests on there, and also it's nice to see. It's good, you know, to, to have a range, and and it's not that that day. And when you think of, of fifty quid, by the way, I mean, you think at first, well, it's, you know, it's a little bit, you know, it's January or whatever. But when you think about it, I mean, a shirt will cost you what forty, forty-five quid. That's it. You know, you, you just pick up something else and you get a free. I think it's a, a great deal. I spotted it the other day, and I, I did mention it um, with it, like say, with being my birthday. I did uh, sort of drop a hint that that, that offer was on. Uh, whether anything will come of it, I don't know. But um, it's uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's good. I, I think, like I say, because of the range they've got, you can easily do that. That's that's not a problem. But I know a lot of people rushed out straight away, didn't they? And went and bought all the gear, and and, and now they'll be waiting for the next lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good offer. We'll soon find out next week, Parky, when 48 uh, Bobby Hats turn up at your house <laughs> from our listeners donating to you. Yeah. Um, well, it's important, isn't it, Paul? Obviously, you know, merchandise for the club, raises funds. So, obviously, you know, get behind the club and purchase what you can. Yeah, too, right. Yeah, I like what you said about the, them bucket hats. I fancy one of them. They, they look pretty cool, them, don't they? But, but yeah, and the uh, the away shirt, I think, looks spot on the, this time as well. That looks pretty good. So, there's, there's plenty of merchandise there to get tucked into. But... Where's this all this money coming from, though, Rob? That, that, that you see, to I don't think I've got much left after Christmas, and that January is normally a pretty, uh, pretty desperate time for me, really. But, uh, but no, I think that there's plenty of gear, and like you said, it's important to uh, to the club along with season tickets. It's a it's a lifeblood of the club, really, isn't it? It keeps it going. So, um, you know, we want to sign the, these big name players that we are doing at the moment. You, you've got to pay for them, haven't you? So, uh, you know, merchandise, season tickets, things like that, is uh, is a good help. Yep, season tickets are still available. Uh, Parky, direct debit, six-month job. Uh, gives fans options whether they want to pay it in full or pay it in instalments. It gives, you know, very good scope for fans to get involved. Yeah, very much. And again, this year, you know, I know obviously the, the, the more into the season we get into January now, and, you know, you've got the six months, it's, it, it, the price goes up, you know, because of, you know, to sort of pro rata sort of thing. But, um I think when they came out, the deal was you can't you can't knock the price. 
You can't for what you get. It's you know even even if you just there was no offer, nothing attached to a season ticket, just your entry to a match every week. Um, it's a you know a fantastic deal, but obviously you know we had the Magic Weekend offer, the Grand Final offer, things like that, and then anything else that goes with it throughout the season, any players awards or anything like that, whatever comes. It's so cheap, really. I mean, it's not you know it's not everybody's in the same boat, and you can't you know we're not I'm not suggesting that everybody's got a spare two three hundred quid to start whopping about, but when you look at it, if you go into it again, I don't understand why people wouldn't get one. I, I, it seems it seems odd, but uh, you know the other thing that obviously will affect it is there's the COVID concerns at the moment, which might hold a few people back. But it looks like we're getting through that, and doesn't look like we're going to hopefully get too much restriction and open Scotland. They're going the other way again now, aren't they? And letting people back into grounds. So hopefully people will go. I think we're safe. I've got the money. I'll go and buy one now. Well, I I, I don't think there's that many that much concern. Obviously, Premier League. Football's still going in it, Paul. So, you know, you're watching that. You're seeing that, obviously, you know, the stands are full. Rates are very, very high. But people are passing away aren't as high as the rates are, if that makes sense. So, people probably aren't as worried. So, maybe as long as they've vaccined up and they've had the booster, you know, and they look after themselves, they should be safe. Yeah, well, I'm not worried. Worries, really. I mean, I go work every day. So, I mean, I could catch you at work and stuff at work, couldn't I? So, yeah, I think you'd be all right. You're outside, aren't you? You're breathing the fresh air and that. So, yeah, like, I mean, like you say, it seems to be dying down a bit now and, and, and things like that. So, hopefully, things are going to get better, uh, surely to God. So, uh, but yeah, like Parker said, I can understand if people have been a bit wary about buying season tickets because the, the 2020 and the 2021 season, particularly 2020 season, how many games did you get to see? You know, as a season ticket, all the you hardly went to any. I think the, we locked, the country got locked down after the the Wigan game, wasn't it? And that was it. Then uh, there was no no other matches. So you can see people being a bit wary there and what have you. But just going back to what you said before, the, the value for money, season ticket and, and the Magic Weekend ticket. You think about a Magic Weekend ticket. I don't know what you pay for them now on average, but about four games. You, you're getting like a festival of rugby league for the day, which is which is great and. I've always thought that the, the Grand Final Tickets Challenge, Cup Final Tickets, you name it, they, they're very, very good value for money. When you compare it to other sports, some of the yeah. sports, they, 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 the prices are through the roof, aren't they? So, um, you know, I wouldn't like to know how much a season ticket for sale sharks is, but I bet it's an, an awful lot more money than what a Salford one is. So, um, and I mean, our game's a miles better game than theirs, so it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's great value for money, but I, I don't know what the answer is if we've not, I don't know how many we've sold. I don't know where we're up to with that, but let's hope we can uh, we can shift a few more. Yeah, obviously, regarding the COVID situation, Parky, there is talk of clubs, if they do forfeit, because they've got not players who do have COVID and can't play, being hit with a 48-0 defeat. And, not, and they're not doing percentage tables either, which is a bit of a situation, really, because... Obviously, if games <coughs> off getting out of forty-eight nil is going to a couple of times over three or four weeks, it might make uh, the the table look a bit different. Um, far be it from me to criticise Super League or the RFL. <laughs> uh, I only do it every time I'm on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I, another ridiculous idea for me. Um, firstly, if if you know if someone in your own home gets COVID, you've got to stay at home. You've got to isolate as well. The chances of it actually, you know, being transmitted through a, a, a rugby league club, it's virtually unavoidable. Like like football now. I mean, Liverpool, one of the you know the biggest football clubs in the world, and Manchester United recently have had games called off because they could. How how is a small club with just twenty six spare players, you know, like Salford or whatever it is, or twenty eight players? Going to survive if there's an outbreak. You can't. I don't understand where they bring these rules in from. We haven't got you know players we can just drop draft into to fill games. So you're going to get beat forty eight nil for for something that's not. It isn't your fault. You know you can be triple triple jabbed. You know you can have your booster and still get it. I don't know quite what what they know that you know the government or anybody else doesn't know. Mm. I think it's I think it's a very bizarre situation. The forty eight nil thing. I understand they don't want games called off. Um, it did, you know, it does create problems, backlogs and so on. And if they're not going down the percentage route, you know, at the end of the season, if you've got one team that's played 20, you know, 26 games and one that's played, you know, 17, it's ridiculous. Um, but as long as it's all proven, I, I, 
I think I think they're just running a risk of making people cut corners, maybe, and that's that's a big worry. I don't think they needed to do it. I really don't. Um, they'll, they'll have their own reasons, which will go way above my head, and uh, and that won't surprise anybody. But um, I just think, I mean, forty-eight nil as well. What was wrong with twenty-four nil as last, <laughs> last year? What? Yeah. Why? Why does it have to be doubled for something that you can't really control? You can, like Paul said, he, he can go to work tomorrow. You know, in somebody's house, and not you can just be there. You can, He's not gone there to do that. It's not, you know, he's going to be off work, and the people who he works for, the work's not going to get done. But he didn't mean it. Same with, you know, Salford players gone home, his, his little kids come home from nursery or whatever. She passes it on. He gets it. He goes into training the next day before, you know, he, it's, I mean, these tests aren't always right. No. Yeah. And it spreads through the cat. I don't, I don't understand what they want from people. Very, very, very strange. Uh, I understand that he's, he's got to be a, something around it, but. Um, I, I I don't know, and it's not like football where these these clubs have 40, 40 odd players. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Super League can't do that, and uh, I, I think once if it happens to a couple of the big boys a couple of times, I think there might be a, I think they might look at the rules again. Change it. Um, it won't matter to Salford and Wakefield and perhaps KR and teams like that, but certainly if that's happening to Leeds, Wigan, Saints, Warrington. Uh, you might see a bit of a, you know, a bit of a change in the rules. The rumour has it, Paul, you send your customers outside because you have that much presence. You can tell them while you're fixing the boilers. That's what I've heard anyway. Uh, you so? Obviously, you know, with the reserves and, and the sort of the academy set up, there, there is players available. And, and with the World Cup just around the corner, Paul, maybe they don't have the, the, the availability for weekends to slip these games in that they're going to miss. So to... You know, to make it a 48 nil uh, defeat, it stops uh, teams now possibly gaming uh, the, the situation. And yeah, I think it's, it's very harsh. Uh, and I do agree with Parky. I do think they might uh, might see a change in that, and you know, in a few weeks uh, after it's rolled out, it's just another one in a long line of stupid ideas that the, the covering people have come up with over the years. And I mean, you just scratch your head sometimes. I think he's, he's running the show. Is it Noddy and his merry men? But it, it, I just don't get it because at the end of the day, you could have a squad as big as anything, but you can, you can be triple jab, you can be whatever. And you can still, you could test positive for that, but not even be poorly. So you might, all the players might be fine, but we tested positive because we've contracted this. So, you, you, you're talking about like medical science and all that, and I mean, what does the rugby league know about that? It's just, it just seems barmy to me, absolutely crazy. And 48 nil, I, I can understand the, the, yeah, they don't want games postponed. You have got the World Cup coming, but it's a global pandemic, isn't it? So I mean, that's not gone away. I mean, it affects other people. To be, I'll be honest with you, I don't worry about it whatsoever. I just carry on and live my life best I can. But He's still there and you've still got to live by the, these rules and what have you. So the rugby league are sort of saying, well, well, don't get it then. But there's a fair chance that you might get it. So I, I, I read that story and I was a bit baffled by it, to be honest. But we've just got to hope for the best, haven't we? With the squad that we've got, we, let's just hope, fingers crossed, that we can get through our matches. Because if you don't, if you get like you said, if you get a couple of them 48 nilers against you towards the back end of the season mm. and you're right down there near the bottom, you could wind up getting relegated. So it's... I wouldn't. I wouldn't like something like that to happen because you can imagine that, you know, a side going down because the last two games have been postponed because of COVID. I mean, you can imagine the arguments there and the infighting within the sport. So the rugby league really are opening a bit of a. Wouldn't say opening a can of worms just yet, but there could be a bit of a knife edge there. You can see something developing there, you know, throughout the season. Let's hope not, though. Let's hope it goes smoothly. I'm talking about the end of the season, uh, Paul, World Cup in France 2025. Uh, the President of France had a, had a press conference about it today, uh, telling us where they were going to play in France and all that. And it's very exciting, obviously, with rugby league, you know, want it to be a global sport opportunity for France and the public of France to get behind it with Catalan and Toulouse in the Super League as well and hopefully it'll participation both on and off the field yeah do you think Covid will still be here then <laughs> we're well, depending on that going on we really I mean um... It's like this season, I, I'm still a bit doubtful about this season, whether the Australians and New Zealand, I really hope so. I really hope something happens. But at the moment, it, it's still all up in the air, isn't it, with everything? So you would hope by a few years' time that it, that, that would go ahead, because it'd be great for France. Like you say, now with Catalans and Toulouse, 
I'm I'm really open to lose do well this season. I think they're going to be a really tough side to beat, especially in in, in France. Uh, they've made some good signs. They've got a good squad. That's going to be great when Catalans play to lose. What mm. what an atmosphere you're going to have there in Perpignan and back in Toulouse as well. So, yeah, French rugby league is. You know, there's an awful lot of history involved there. You know, with Salford as well. You know, about where our nickname comes from. So, yeah, they've got a great history in the sport. So, I think it's going to be great to have the World Cup over there. I'd love to go over there and watch some games. I've had the pleasure to go to Perpignan, and I spent a bit of time in Carcassonne as well over the years and, and visited those places. And, and they're great. They love rugby league, don't they? So, uh, really looking forward to that. It's it's different. It's different to having it in England, having it in Australia. I think France will do a great job. And like we said, let's just hope that logistically. We can we can get everybody over there. Supporters can go as well and, and enjoy it because I think it'd be great. Yeah, talking about Toulouse, uh, their first in, in Super League Parquet. Uh, do you think that they should have kind of a relegation exemption uh, for the next three years? Remember Catalan all them years ago when they first started. They had I think was it three years or five years where they couldn't go down. And look at them now, grand final runners up. Do Toulouse need uh, that safety net? to allow them to grow both on and off the field? Well, t- two things. First of all, I'm, I'm delighted the World Cup's going to France. Yeah. Um, they want it in England again. You don't want it in Australia again. You, you just, you know, preaching to converted. France has suffered for years, you know, going back to, you know, the Nazis, basically. Um, you know, going back to the Vichy government of the, you know, the, the 40s, um, you know, tried to ban the sport. It, you know, they fought through everything. And, and now it's great to see French rugby league on the up, and hopefully in the next, you know, three four years, they can develop more players now because that interest will be there. That they've got the World Cup and they want to be competitive. There's no point in them turning up and getting rolled. You know what I mean? So hopefully more players, more participation. I think there was mention of, of perhaps another team in in France. Um, I think it was Nice or somewhere like that. Which again, beautiful place. You know, we we probably like like the opposite of of, of England. We want to spread it. You know, they want to spread it north again. We want to spread it south. But um, I, it'll help. I mean, the French president mentioned it. I mean, that's, that's something else, isn't it? On Toulouse, no, in a word. I don't think any team deserves uh, any exemptions. Uh, you know the rules when you apply or, or when you get promoted. You knew what they were. Toulouse haven't been formed and put straight in there like Catalan were. Toulouse have developed over a longer period and now an established team. You know, um, if Featherstone had come up with, we said you can have three years. No, it wouldn't wouldn't have happened. And I think you made your bed. It's your, you know, the same when Toronto came in and everyone was, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. These are the rules of the game. If you finish in the at the bottom, you get relegated. That you know, they knew that before they started last season's campaign to get promoted to this, you know, to this level. I understand what you're saying, and I do. You know, I hope it it, it works. I. I'm slightly suspect about their squad for next year. I'll be honest. I think it's a lot of older senior players that may not have that extra Super League year in them. But who knows? You know, I hope, I hope for the sake of, of French rugby, they, they, they do do well, uh, but not at our expense. Um, but I think, yeah, th- you know, going back on what I was saying about France, we need a strong France. We need it to, to develop well. But I don't think giving teams exemptions works. I don't think it's fair on anybody else. You know, like like Paul, like we were saying a minute ago about COVID, you know, what if they don't get struck by it because they're in France and certain other, you know, restrictions, and we do, mm. and we end up losing three games 48-0 and they get to stay up, even though, you know, what you, you, can't, you can't have it like that. The rules are the rules. They knew what they were when they, they, they wanted to get promoted. They've been promoted. Now it's there to stand on their own two feet as, a, as an individual Super League club like all the rest of us. And they've probably got a bigger budget than... than Many of us in that league as well. Um, it's their job now to, to to stay there. You know, I hope they do, but I hope it's it's not like I say at our expense. Yeah, looking at a quick quick Google there, Paul. And the the first season in Super League, they finished twelfth. The second season, they finished tenth, and then the third season, they finished third, and they sort of bounced around for a bit. But if they weren't didn't go down that first year, Paul, then obviously it gave them opportunity to build, and they got better and better. So if Toulouse, if if because Toulouse aren't going to get that benefit if they finish bottom, they're gone. And does that does that put a bit of a hammer blow to the French uh, project with the World Cup coming? You say the same thing about Lee, though, couldn't you? Lee have been up a couple of times and, and finished bottom. They were never given immunity from relegation, were they? So it's like Pag said. I mean, 
sometimes rugby league, it frustrates me because we make these stupid things. Like last season, we had that percentage thing and they're just laughable rules. And I think sometimes it's hard for, for, for people who are not like committed to the sport mm. to take it seriously. You know, the press, people down south, it's like, it's that rugby league again, they've come up with some fast rule again. And we let ourselves down. So, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Toulouse, like you said, they've not just been parachuting. They're not like a Toronto or a Catalan. They're an established rugby league club. It's been going for an awful long time now. They've been doing well in that championship. And they've they blitzed everybody last season. So, I mean, if Featherstone had come up, if Lee had come up, it would have been the same for them. They'd have been, they'd have been straight down. So, I, I think, like Parker said, I, I sort of do agree. I've looked at their squad and there is one or two names in there that, yeah, perhaps they, they are getting on a bit. But... You would like to think they're going to be tough to beat over there. They're going to make that a fortress. I think it's all about the start for them, if they can get off to a decent start. Mm. And I think there's one or two clubs for me in the Super League that people are saying, oh, they're going to be great again this season. I'm not going to name them. You can guess. And I think those teams aren't going to be as good as what they were last season. So I think we're going to do OK. I'm not worrying about us. I'm not sort of thinking, oh, I hope Toronto finish below us because we're going to finish second bottom. I think for us, we've got to look higher than that anyway. We've got to aim, aim as high as we can. But but no, we'll have to just see how it works out. I think, you know, you can't give give teams unfair advantage. You've got 12 teams in a league. Those 12 teams should play to the same rules. I think, you know, if you had that in football, can you imagine the outcry in the Premier League? Three teams come up and one of them. Well, that one's from, um, I don't know, Wales or whatever. Cardiff City come up. Well, they're from Wales. We're going to give them immunity. They just won't have it. Supporters won't have it. Would well, they be outcry? So let's let's do things on a level playing field and do it fairly. Yeah, looking at it, they've they've kind of been in. They went in the British League, went out of the British League, then back in the British League. So I suppose they gave themselves kind of a learning curve there. Now they're in Super League. It's the biggest learning curve of all, really. Now, so it'll be interesting to see what happens really this season because obviously they'll everyone will have the, you know, them down as finishing bottom. But you know, the first season, all the excitement in France. You know, you're just hoping that you know other teams are switch on uh, and don't get uh, caught out, Parker. I think that I think that could happen. I really do. I think that. That's that's their big their big threat there, you know, playing at home. They'll find it difficult travelling away, like like Catalan do, um, every other week, or you know, sometimes you get two away games on the bounce and that kind of thing. It's very very difficult, and that that'll be their their issue. But I think the playing at home, you know, in the, especially in the middle of summer, you know, how hot it can get down there. It will affect teams who might like us who've travelled over on the day or or whatever. That's that's tough. That's really tough to do. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, like, I mean, like Paul said, that, that Catalan-Toulouse game will be, uh, that'd be superb. You know, that'd be one to watch. It'd be lovely to be there, wouldn't it? You know, with the atmosphere and, you know, in a nice climate and that kind of thing. That's that's the glamour of Super League that we really want. But, you know, we, we, we can't bend over for, for, for everybody. But uh, I think I think they'll surprise a few. I really don't. I'm not, I'm not going to write them off at all. That's, that. you know, not like last year we said it's that year. Lee will probably get relegated because he looked at the squad and that was it. I think the other thing is for Toulouse, I think they've probably got scope to bring players in. Mm. And that's that's another, you know, an, another key for them perhaps financially or, or you know whatever else. And and if you're if you're a, a you know an Australian or a Kiwi or whatever and you, you you're out of form or your team down under have decided that you you can leave, you've got the option of going play in the south of France. You know, that's a draw. It's between them and, you know, Salford or Wakefield or whatever. You know, you're probably going to think, I think I'll know where it'll go. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really is. I'm not, I agree with Paul, by the way. I think I think there's going to be, I know we can talk about this in a couple of weeks when the season comes round, but I, I think there'll be one or two teams that might surprise us in the opposite way this year and, and struggle, who've had, a, you know, Relative success over the last few years. I think they may uh, they may trip trip up this year, which is all the fun of the fair when it comes to Super League. You've got to be switched on for eighty minutes every week to get uh, get the result. Paul, talking about fixtures and uh, results, we've got two friendlies since we've last been on and announced. We've got Halifax on the twenty first of Jan, and then we've got Warrington away for Lidl Mossup's testimony on the fourth of February. So, looking forward to that. Um... I hope the um, the Halifax games for the Colin Dixon Memorial Trophy because that yeah. adds a bit of uh, yeah. a bit onto it because we played him a few years ago away from home, didn't we, in a pre-season game? And uh, his son Paul Dixon was there to give the trophy out, so that that'd be nice to see. 
and that was a cold day as well. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, it was a birth, cold place, cold mm-hmm. place to go. That, like from all that was cold. But yeah, looking for. I think it's great the way we've got Swinton, Halifax, and Warrington. You, you sort of moving your way up there, aren't you, through the gears? Um, I think that that's a good idea. I mean, like the, you'll talk about the Swinton game shortly. I, I'm hoping and I think we'll play a, a strong side against uh, against Swinton at the weekend because I think you've, you've got to do now. You know, I think the players will be mm. be getting towards full fitness now, and uh, they need that that match sharpness as well. So, uh, so yeah, three three good good matches there, Rob. Yeah, Paul King on Twitter, Parky mentioned that we had a uh, behind closed door friendly kind of game against the London Broncos uh, he thought he just hoped the pizza tasted nice for them on the way home after eight hours journey but I think it's I think it, I would think that works out obviously with previous pre-seasons we kind of like train loads then play three games to get into it but now we're kind of playing games behind closed doors do you think that kind of how do you think that affects players I think yeah I think we, we did one a couple of years ago didn't we I think I, I I don't fully remember who we played, but we had, we had a, a sort of half contact game or whatever it was against somebody, and it, it's obviously something they need to do to, to to build up rather than going into full contact. You know, after having, I mean, it seems like a long time since our last game. I, I, you know, a lot of these players won't have, would have missed the end of the season through injuries or maybe had surgery in the off season. That's a good way of building up, and like Paul said, you know, we we go from a a partial contact game where you know it doesn't. There's no conversions. There's no nothing like that. To to the Swinton game, which is obviously a step up there, and then Halifax, another step up with a good good team. Halifax, well coached. You know they look, looked all right at times last year, and then Warrington. I know it's a testimonial, but it won't be a friendly. It never is. You know, and being away, so it's a great test. It's a great way to step step up for the season, providing you avoid uh, avoid injuries. Uh, and the Halifax game, I've always had a, a bit of a thing for Halifax. I think that game you were mentioning, uh, Halifax, a few years ago, I think that was my 40th birthday or something like that. It's a great place to spend your 40th, a freezing cold day in Halifax. Um, but yeah, and uh, it's good to see them getting a little bit stronger as well because, you know, that great rugby league area in Halifax, proper, a proper club, as you'd say. So yeah, each one's going to be a big a big step up, uh, and obviously starting on Saturday against a, a team that and, and a group of supporters that don't particularly like us. I remember Halifax. There's a the pub called the Railway. It's proper quite, proper mint karaoke in there. That was amazing back in the glory <laughs> days, Paul. It's always a good place to go. Like we say before, Thrumall was always in a nice place to go, and the. The shares they play at now. I remember when we first started going there. It, every time you went, it was like, when are they building that stand? Yeah. <laughs> it never yeah. seems to get finished. And it just looked like a building site. But no, I've got a bit of time for Halifax. I, I like them as a club. Some good supporters there. Proper rugby league sort of town as well. Um, you know, it, over, I know it's over the hill in Yorkshire, but no, it's always a, it's always a good trip. So, uh, but like, no, nice to get them over here at the the AJ Bell Stadium. And as Pike said, the, there's never. Um, a friendly game when we play Warrington is there. Not over the last sort of in the Super League year anyway. I think they've become one of our our rivals really, haven't they? Probably took over from Swinton really. As Swinton have gone down the, the tube a bit and um, you know got relegated from the top flight. Then Warrington took over in the summer area from that rivalry with them. I think so. Uh, that that'll be a cracking game. That and you're know, looking at the squads and, and, and teams for for this season and you probably have to say Warrington are. You know, the bookies have got them as one of the favourites, haven't they? I mean, they always seem to be, but they've spent a bit of money. They've got a new coach as well with Daryl Powell there. And, you know, he'll be looking to try and change the, I don't change the culture is the right word, but there's a lot of expectation on them this season, as they're always in slightly a bit more, I think, with the, with the Powell factor. So looking forward to that, should be a good game. That stand in Halifax, uh, Parky, is like that Spanish cathedral never gets built. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they have made a bit of progress, haven't they? But it's uh, it's still not there, God bless them. But um, no, it's just strange, isn't it? Like balls. I was just thinking about it. And you're right. The first time we went to about five, ten years later, it was still exactly the same. Yeah. What's happened here? But uh, no, it's uh, you know, like you say about the Warrington game as well. I know it's Lee Mossop's testimonial, and sadly, obviously, Lee probably won't be taking any part in it. Um, that's a bit of a shame, but. Uh, it's, it's always a always a, a big game that I mean I'm still a little bit confused as to why it's away, but that's maybe they'll make more money that way. I don't I, I don't fully know, but um, yeah, that that'll be fun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. It's, it's come round. It's, it seems like like I said a bit of big big gap, but now they're all there. It's one after the other, uh, and before you know it, the season kicks off. 
Yeah, other news. Keep your eye out for the, the fan app uh, that's coming soon, uh, produced by Block Sport. Lots of interaction planned on it which will be exciting Paul yeah I don't know anything about it so I don't know why you asked me about it <laughs> <laughs> technical <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yeah. sounds good to me you know me I'm not like great with apps and computers and things like that I can just about work this iPad but uh, no sounds good sounds good I mean a lot of the I say the younger generation I'm nearly 40 now same as you so a lot of the younger people like all that sort of thing don't they so uh, so yeah sounds good to me yeah and there's also kind of maybe possibility of uh, fan tokens which is a bit like Bitcoin, but in the old uh, environment of sort of the technical environment of software devils that you can sort of buy merchandise and stuff using these tokens, possibly further down the line. Parker. That's again, Bitcoin is something that I've, I'm not involved in and you know that kind of thing, but I understand, I, I kind of get the, the idea. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, I did read something. It was about a month ago, wasn't it, when it was first mentioned about it being sort of groundbreaking in many ways, in, certainly in rugby league terms, um, the interaction of it, you know, fans getting to, to to vote on things and have their say. Because I think it's it, it's very difficult to do these days with, you know, I, I helped run a forum way back when, I don't know if you all remember it. Um, and, uh, you know, people say things and, you, you know, it's your neck on the line when they come out with these you know, libel comments or whatever. Um, so, you, and we lost that. We lost that sort of communication with each other. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, the club tried one. Remember, and that that obviously got taken down. And and, and we we missed that. And I think at the moment, with the way things are at the AJ Bell, and, and and you know, before you know, if we do move, or whatever. I think that maybe that connection between us and the club, and that could be it. That can be the can do it. You know, the, the actual the app itself can be the way that we can express to the club or they can, you know, get their their message direct to us because you can try it on Twitter and Facebook and other things, but people, a lot of people don't use them or don't, you know, or you, you can be on there but not see it, you know, or whatever, whereas I think you, you would purposely be on that app for that reason or they can contact you and let you know what's going on. I think, yeah, it's something that needs to happen. It's easy having a website. If, you don't, if you're not interested in reading it, you're not going to... Um, so hopefully we'll see, we'll see how it works, but it did sound quite interesting. Yep, exciting time. So keep your eyes open for that. Sponsor a try, Parkated back, uh, supporters trust, uh, doing a fantastic job. And if you fancy getting involved, uh, contact them. Uh, 50p or a pound every time it's sold for the score. Yeah, I've had my card marked uh, that I haven't uh, I haven't signed up for my membership for the supporters trust yet. Somebody yeah. did prompt me. Um, I will be. I will be getting around to it. I'll probably do it on on Saturday if somebody's about uh, sponsor a try. I, I'm always a bit worried, me. What if we have a freak season and score <laughs> ten tries every week? I, 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 I'm bankrupt. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, no. Another great thing. I know they raise good money, and and, and then it came out didn't it at the awards uh, at the end of the season? Didn't they raise like twenty grand again this year? Yeah. But, you know, I mean that's that's money going into the club that well, it's not there to start with. That's a lot of money, you know, to, to raise. And it, it was obviously last year being more difficult than any other because you couldn't have events really because there was nowhere to go. Um, so hopefully we can, you know, they can get back on the feet and have a proper a proper go at it this year. And, and who knows, you know, I mean, giving over 20 odd grand to the club, Paul King must be, or, you know, the foundation or whoever gets that money. Must be, it must be so delight. It must be like a, a weight being lifted sometimes knowing that money could be there for them. Um, so yeah, we've all got to get involved, and hopefully, you know, I will be, I will be getting my membership. So I'm sorry about that. Um, but um, you know, throughout the season, they'll be doing events and everything else, and obviously, sponsor the tries, just just one of them. Yeah, it raised three and three and a half grand uh, last year, uh, Paul, and it helped the reserve slash pathways. Uh, it's fifty p or a pound this time round, and you could win tickets for the eighteen seventy three club uh, to watch home games. Obviously, if you're interested. In that, contact Shirley on 07817904217 uh, or contact the uh, the Supporters Trust Twitter uh, and uh, and they'll organise it for you. Yeah, just thinking then about uh, that sponsor try. Imagine if you were at the cast game last season away from home, <laughs> you were doing that, you'd be sweating, wouldn't you? All the tries you were sweating there, I'd have to try. No more. 
<laughs> yeah, I must admit as well, I, I I need to sign up for the support truck. I've not rejoined again, so uh, I'll do mine on the Saturday as well if I see him floating about because I need to do my tenor. It's a tenor, isn't it? The member, your, yeah. yearly membership. So yeah, I need to. I'm a culprit as well. I've not signed up yet as well. You say you're going to do these things, and you sometimes you just figure they slip my mind. I just play on work. I'm always just busy. Everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> so other news, new signing, Parker. Tim Lafay. Mm. What do you what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I I remember Tim probably five six years back at the at the Bulldogs. He, he was a real threat, a real a real player. You know, he had a big big rap on him over in the NRL. Um, obviously, time's got he's he's thirty now, isn't it? And he's had time in in a, a sort of lower grade, uh, but he's still still been involved at Kent. He's still their player up until last year, I think. Uh, I, I think it's a great signing. I think I can't believe he was available and, and just just there to be, you know, snapped up. It, it seems bizarre because he's he's he's. I, as soon as I read his name, I was like the Tim Lafay, mm. you know. And, and for us, especially at the start of the season, obviously Sarge has got the three match ban, which I don't know if these friendlies will cover that. Could be could be good planning. Uh, but Callum Watkins, I'm probably still missing. Harvey Levet, who covered at centres, just had surgery, so. We'd be down to Matty Costello on his own. You know, we, we're not going with one centre. I don't care how brave we are. Um, so he's going to come in and bring vast experience and, and professionalism, I would have thought. He, he seems that kind of guy. Uh, I've watched a few interviews with him, actually, uh, in the off-season from what he's done over the years. A real grounded guy. Came from absolutely nothing. Didn't have a ball when he was a kid back in Fiji. He didn't know anything about rugby league. Uh, they played sort of a rugby union style, but, but with like a, an empty Coke bottle and that. He came through nothing um, and then made it to the top in the NRL. So he, he's got that, obviously, that hunger, but he knows how to pass that on, I would have thought. I think it's a, a really, really clever signing. And then I spoke to uh, uh, my my contact in Sydney uh, and he's he said at the same time, he was a bit surprised that he drifted a little bit away from the, out of the game because obviously a few years ago, he was a, he was a you know a big name. And uh, so, yeah, it's another, another good sign in the key area for us. More support, more backup. And I think, I think over the next year or so, he'll bulk up it a little bit as well, more, because he's a big lad. Um, probably end up in the back row somewhere. Mm. Um, but great, great to, to pick up a player like that, with that experience, just out of the blue. Nobody, a bit like, you know, when we got Mark Snead sort of thing, we, nobody expected it. We didn't know we were lucky. Um, but more good work by, obviously, Bleasy and whoever else behind the scenes. Opportunity Club gives player opportunity, Paul. Opportunity knocks, yeah. Mm. Um, just going back to what Pags said there about that, that Tim Lafay. I mean, I don't know a great deal about him, but when I have seen him play, he looks mm. a solid player. You know, one of those players who's going to do the little things, like the, the tough stuff in defence and things like that. And, you know, you, you can have champagne, Charlie's, can't you, and people like that. But if you want to win matches, and especially for a club like us, you need blokes to come over and do, and do, the, do the business do those hard things for you. I mean, you look at Chris Wellen when we signed him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sort of said, well, he's he's just standing the other. But I think there's, a, there's an awful lot to be said for solid players. And I'm not just saying he's just a solid player. I think he's got an awful lot of skill as well. But I think you get guys that are going to do the tough stuff, do the defensive work and that. And then, like you said, he, he could move to the, the back row and things like that. I was very impressed with that sign. And I think that's a, another mm-hmm. quality player to add to the the list of quality players we've got and just looking at the other players that have come in, I think this this Shane Wright I, I think you know he's going to be a, a good player he, he's just going to be a workhorse and, and someone who's, who's going to do the do do again do the, the hard stuff and you look at that back row there with him you can have Elijah Taylor in there possibly Harvey Lovett as well the squad looks really really good to me I mean, a lot, an awful lot's going to hinge on the halfbacks, Croft and Sneed. If, if they can gel together, you've got Chris Atkin there as well. I'm, I'm doing him a disservice leaving him out. You've got three three good players there. Um, and if they can gel and, and work together, and Ryan Briley could be the, like a master stroke as well with his support play. So I'm really looking forward to this season. I think uh, we can really do something. Yeah, competition all over the field, parking. That's the important thing that sort of drives teams on and clubs on. Yeah, very much so. Um, the, the, my, my only real concern is perhaps lack of size and, and perhaps depth in the pack at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen. There's still a month or so to go before the season starts. It, you know, uh, there, there could be somebody out there 
and obviously financially we're not we're not blessed. So you go with what we've got. Uh, I don't think we've any problem back rows. I think that's absolutely fine. I think we've got that many. You know, Paul just mentioned three or four there. You've got Ryan Lannan as well, and uh, Sam Luckley can go in the back row, and Greenwood, people like that. You know, we've got we've got back rowers coming out of our ears. I think probably a little bit short up in in the property department. Thus, seeing Greg Burke getting the number ten squad shirt, which yeah, uh, I love Greg to bits. Don't get me wrong, another one of them proper solid players who you'd have in your team every week, but not not a starting prop forward for me, I don't think. But, but other than that, I mean, you look around the team, the wings, we've got four, you know, four decent wingers. We've probably got two full-backs. Uh, we've got three, four half-backs if, if needed. Uh, centres again, four or five of them now. Uh, so, yeah, all over, we've we, we covered two hookers. You know, we've brought in, uh, obviously, Amir Borough from, from Wigan, who, who hopefully we'll see develop now. And under Paul Rowley, a hooker himself, I'm sure the advice is there. Um, so we, we are covered all over. It's just, just a little bit in the size, but uh, I don't know what's going to talk about this in a couple of weeks. But one of the keys for me will be, like Paul said, in the, in the halfbacks, if that clicks. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's much better in Super League. I really don't. Um, I mean, Brodie Croft, for me, is a player that, People have been saying to me, oh, he's, he's not really done anything for two years. He played, he played in a team that's done nothing for two years. And if, you t- if your forwards aren't doing things or anything like that, you're not going to shine. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. You, it just doesn't work like that. Um, but I think Mark's needs kicking game will be massive. Because if we're not going to be making huge metres going forward, because perhaps a lack of size. I know we've got uh, uh, Akawala and King. Yes, him. Um who will go forward? I, I do know his name, and obviously it's going to be head. Really, Anyway, um, we're going to have to turn teams around with kicks and get them down that end of the pit. You know, a Max need. Well, is there anyone better in Super League at kicking a ball? Probably not. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really keen. I, I'd, I'd like a little bit more. I'm sure Paul Rowley would. But overall, the, the balance of the squad looks looks pretty good. Uh, certainly very mobile. And and like Paul said before, I'm. I'm not overly worried about us. I mean, you can easily say that you get two or three injuries, you know, you lose your key players and anything can happen. Uh, we mentioned COVID before and that, but, but as it stands right now, I look at it, I think that's, that's a pretty decent squad. And our back line, if you've got the strongest one out there, is as, as, as virtually as good as anything in Super League. So much to look forward to in uh, 2022. So that's all the all the news. I'm going to talk about uh, our first friendly against Swinton on Saturday. <laughs> So, so for Devils face Swinton Lions on Saturday. Paul, history will be made as uh, so for Devils will feel the women's side uh, against the Swinton Lions women's side um, as a sort of curtain raiser uh, for the friendly. Exciting times. Uh, for the club, exciting times for the ladies, and uh, oh, we'll see them develop as the season goes on. Yeah, certainly, and it's you know what sort what sort of a game is that to play against the old enemy in Swindon, you know, mm. for for the ladies. So a big derby match to play in, so it's going to be great, you know, double header, and I, I'm sure people will turn up as well. We normally get a good crowd when we play Swindon. I'm sure they'll bring, you know, their uh, their um, usual band of followers that they bring along with them, making plenty <laughs> of noise. So looking forward to it. Really, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, it's always great when we play Swindon. It really is. I mean, it's a shame we can't play them away from home. We've not played them in a, in a friendly away from home for a while. That always seems a bit solved, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. uh, but no, looking forward to it. I mean, they've recruited, haven't they? They've made some decent recruitment. They've got a new coach in Alan Coleman as well to go from shoot last season. And they're, I think they're one of the, I don't want to say favourites, but they'll be expected to, to challenge only for promotion in, in League One this season. So, uh, so yeah, they'll be, be throwing uh, everything at us on, on Saturday, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a, a few uh, fisty cuffs there normally is, isn't there? And plenty of passion and, on show in, in that sort of game. So, looking forward to seeing how the new players go. I think there's opportunity for, for guys, you know, to... To, to stake a claim, isn't there? Perhaps players who, who aren't going to be first on the on the team sheet. You know, in these friendly games now, you've got to impress, haven't you, and, and play well. And um, like like Parker was saying before, you know, you're just going back about the squad. I'm a bit concerned about the front row. I think we are a couple of props short for me. Losing Lee Mossop, you know, he, he's not going to be there this season. I think Sebastian Vico going back to 
to Woodersfield. He was another big man in that front row. We, we've got Jack Orman right there, who I thought impressed me last mm-hmm. season. If he can progress again, I think Sam Luckley's another one. This big season for Sam, this I think now. Um, you know, he, he gained his sort of apprenticeship at Super League last season. I think for me, if I was Paul Rowley, I'd, I'd bang him in against against Swinton and give him a go, and uh, you know, say say to him, sort of, you you show me now what you know how you've developed and, and stake a place for that cast game. So uh, so that that's what I do for Paul Rowley. I'd be using these games as a trial now for that cast match. So you impress me in these three games. You've got a starting jersey for the, the game at Weldon Road. So that's how you've got to approach the games. They they're not friendlies. They're pre-season games, aren't they? And you know you've you've got to got to work and and do the business. Yeah, real community then. Uh, Parker. Obviously, the women's game is growing all the time, uh, and it'll give them a spotlight. Uh, the ladies to to, to perform, and uh, you know, it's going to help everybody going forward. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it really is. I know when we we heard it mentioned uh, probably before we did last podcast, maybe a little bit before that we we're going to get this team and put it together. It seems to have happened really quickly. Um, but I saw bits on Twitter and on the club's website about how many girls turned up, ladies turned up. And it was so encouraging that, you know, I think on the first training session, you know, the, the, the numbers were, were huge and, you know, they only cut back to get a squad together. And um, and I believe there's some some real talent in there. Um, and I, I, it's really good to see. I think Swinton have had a ladies team for a while, haven't they, as well? So yeah. it's a good test to, you know, to come up and against what you consider an established team. I know where... Uh, the Folly Lane ladies have been around for a long time, so I'm sure many of them are, are you know, in the Swinton squad or whatever. So uh, it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a great step forward. Another way that the club have now, you know, we, we, we've changed massively. I mean, from from the coup cashier where it seemed that only the first team mattered, you know, we scrapped an academy and everything else went. Now we're trying to get everything back. We want, you know, we want the disability team. We want the reserves. We want an academy that we've tried so hard to get back together. We've got the ladies now. This, this is what this club should be about now. We should get us all together, uh, and it'll be it'll be good to see see what you know how they progress. Because I mean, I don't know if you, you lads have seen the the ladies Super League. Um, I've seen a couple of games of it, and I watched the the internationals, uh, and I watched the grand final last year, Saints and, and Leeds, and it's really you know it's really impressive, it really is, and and it, you know. I, I think we all know from from having our our own other halves that they, they the ladies don't hold back. No, let's be honest. When they're not when they're not in a good mood, they do not hold back. So um, yeah, again, you talk about fifty cuffs in the men's game. But just just yeah, just just watch out. I think uh, I think it might get a bit fiery, especially with some of them making the debuts and and that kind of thing. But no, the ladies' game will be good. And then obviously we move on to. to the to the main the main event, I suppose, in many ways, not to not to do anybody down, but. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Swinton, and, and to to a lot of people of a certain generation, it means a lot more than it does to perhaps those of maybe millennials, shall we say? I don't think they'd be millennials. They've never, never seen Swinton compete, no, and certainly not with us, really. Um, but I remember going back, you know, to the. I mean, my first sort of memories were the early eighties against Swinton, and yeah, yeah, they were good games. They were, you know, we were we were close together. For, for many years, for you know, first probably 10 years of 10, 15 years of me watching the game, wasn't Swinton, we weren't far apart. And then, you know, Station Road went, which we got the blame for, and they had to move about that we got the blame for. Uh, they couldn't play the Willows, which we got the blame for. Um, I'm not sure they've ever forgiven us for anything that we didn't actually do wrong, but there you go. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's always good, it's, it's always a bit, a bit of a uh, in the crowd as well, which is which is good. Like Paul said, they'll bring a few down with them, and it, but it'll be there'll be a laugh, I'm sure. Um, but it's good, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love Swinton to be on an even keel with us. I really would. I think it'd be fantastic for the game in the area, and you know, like it, like it was back then, a real rivalry, a real you know, a bitterness if you like, which which is obviously gone out of the game when you start putting fifties and sixties on a team. It, it, it's not quite the same, but. Still very pleasant for me. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to it and, and uh, just hope we come through unscathed. Give me your score prediction, uh, Paul. They're usually always quite similar, aren't they, to be honest? We last last time we, we played him in that Trains Cup, they're usually 50 or 16 or something, aren't they? Uh, um, I'm going to go a bit closer. 
All right. We'll, get, we'll give us a prediction for both. We'll start with the ladies first. Right, I'll start with the ladies. Yeah, well, that's a difficult one. Like Pike said, uh, Swinton's had a, had, a, had a side last season. I don't know how long their team's been going for, but I know they had a ladies team last year. I'm sure they did. So yeah. they're going to be quite established, aren't they? That's going to be tough. I'm going to go a close game. I think it's going to rain as well. So I'm going to, I can't back Swinton. Again. I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go for a close win for the ladies 12 10. 12 10. It's a Salford, yeah. And I'll go for the men's. Um, I'll go Salford 40, Swinton 10. 40, 10. And that's been, okay, Parker, that's give us nice. uh, your prediction for the ladies first. I think we're in for a classic. Yep. Uh, if it's allowed to, I'm not sure what the rules are going to be, but I'm going to go for a draw. Oh. Um, I'm going to go 16 at all. Right. Um, so hopefully it won't, don't have to go to Golden Point and just shake hands and off you go because there will be a time limit on how long they can play obviously so question. the main yeah. game is coming on afterwards so um, I'll settle for that a 16-all draw um, <laughs> he has to do that because he's been sticking to be stuck the boot in there for Swinton but we're going to go into a 16-all draw <laughs> yeah we'll settle for that um, and, and as for the men uh, I'd, I'd go 58-10 Fifty-eight, ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ladies two to win, thirty-six, sixteen, and men to win sixty-two, eighteen. Oof. Yeah, yeah. They had my confidence, Rob. They always use loads of points. I was like a cricket score. Yeah, score in the Ashes. Yeah. <laughs> I think what it is, you start off like a house tie, don't they? For like forty minutes. Get like forty in front and then just start start rotating. Um which yeah. I don't know whether, oh, that's a good idea really, that Parky. What do you think? Is it is it worth <clears throat> rotating or do you think you just get into like a, a rhythm and I, just sort of going over and over and over and over again? Does that help further down the line? I think for the for the first friendly, I think you you have to. I mean, you don't want to put any strain on players, playing them too long, putting them through anything. You want to work on patterns and that kind of thing. But I think, I think rotation is pretty good. The, the thing is, we don't even know who's available. No. Yeah. You know, we know three or four players won't be because of suspension or injury or whatever else. Uh, when you've only got, what, what we got? Have we got 26, 20? I don't know how many players we've got in the squad. You take four or five out. You don't know if anybody's suffering with COVID or anything can happen in the next couple of days. We might only have 22 players or something like that. So, a case of rotating, is, it might be irrelevant, might not be able to too much. Um, but then you have got, you know, does he want to start with his, besides those that are suspended, do you want to start with your main team? And if so, then you've got to give the other guys a chance. You know, the, the, if Escaray is not going to be a fullback, he's going to have to play. You know, you're going to bring him in. Reese Williams going to need a stretch, you know. Uh, all the forwards, we've got, you know, uh, Josh Johnson, people like that, who, who we not mentioned, is going to have to get a run. You know, so I think you do have to rotate everybody initially. And then I think as you get to the next friendly, try and keep as much as you can. And then obviously the last one, you, you can either go all out or you can do what Carl Harrison did and just fling everything out the window um, and confuse everybody and then go into the first game and win that. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think... I think you'd have to rotate. You don't want the, the lads won't be match fit anywhere near match fit, and it's you don't want to take too much out of them straight away. Uh, the conditions again, like Paul said, it might be might be a bit wet, and you know, just don't don't risk it. If you want to, you know, you want to give players ten minutes apiece and roll them on, roll them off. If you can do that, um, obviously try and win the game. That's the main the main thing out of it. But um, yeah, just just working on. Few patterns, maybe for even for half an hour, and then change everything, and and then just keep, you know, that I think that might be the way forward. Yeah, look forward to it. That's the end of this week's uh, podcast. Uh, Paul, good to be back in the old routine. Yeah, I've enjoyed, I, can't, I can't remember the last time I did a podcast. I was thinking today, it's, it's a long while ago, good few months ago now. So, because I think I missed a couple as well. So, uh, yes, yeah, good to be back. Good to be back, and let's just hope on Saturday, mate. I know the results. You want to beat Swinton, but for me, let's just hope we get through without any injuries and, and, and things like that, because that's the worst case scenario with, with, with sort of pre-season games, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, 
I settle for an 8-6 or 10-8 as long as we don't get any big injuries and that and uh, enjoy the day and hope good luck to the, the ladies as well on the debut and a great show Parky talk, talking all things Salford yeah great to be back you know the start of a new year now and uh, we start ramping it up for the for the season like the players will so uh, yeah really enjoyed it yeah, so big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. Good luck to the ladies on Saturday. And we'll see you next week for more Soul Fred Devils chat. <laughs>